let's cut to the chase. It's difficult for a small company to stay on brand. Man, if, if you're like me, it's difficult just to get enough images for social media to stay in front of your audience when the churn rate of that social media feed keeps on filling up and filling up. How, as a small brand, can you compete with this? Well, today, I'm gonna give you the top three ways that you can stay on brand. In three, two, one. Hi there, Director of Photography, Alec Watson. I am excited to share with you some insights that I think will probably change the way that you create social media and the way you cut through it. I was on a podcast earlier this week and I was asked, Alec, what would you do to stay on brand? What insights can you give? And I offered some insights and I could not tell whether they were disappointed on the other end or fascinated at how easy it was. I'm going to go with the latter that it turned out that they were just like, you know what? That's really obvious. Why don't I do that? <laughs> and so, you know what? When it's obvious, that means that this is totally doable. This will be in your wheelhouse and will make such a difference to the consistency and the efficacy, <laughs> that's a fun word to say, efficacy of your visual branding. So coming in at number one, what is the number one way that you can stay on brand and on target with your social media? And believe it or not, this has nothing to do with the photography or the iPhone pictures. You know, there's still photography. It has nothing to do with that. It comes before that. And it is codifying what your brand is. What does codifying mean? It means writing it down. And this might seem really obvious, but there's a reason for it. If I were to ask you about your top personality traits, could you rattle off a list? Could you give me your top five personality traits? And you, you, you know what? You probably could, but you, you would be thinking about them. You'd be self-conscious about it. And then would you 100% know that those are your top five or is that the way other people see you? We do the same thing with our brands, especially when we don't codify them. I've said this before. I, I really believe that a brand is a personification of a company. We like to give personalities to almost everything. We, you know, we name our cars, our boats. Some people name their alter ego um, <laughs> parts of their anatomy. We like to apply a personality to almost everything and Applying a personality to a company, that's really what branding is all about. If you want to be effective with getting this personality across, and, that, and that's what we really want to do. We want to be consistent as many times as we can to tell the same story. We need to write down what the story is that we're trying to tell. One of the genres of companies that I like to look to, if I want to see... Uh, personification of a brand that's really obvious is car ads. Now, cars, they're obviously inanimate objects, right? They're an extension of us, and, and we wear them as fashion as an extension of who we are and what we do. So that makes cars really interesting in that way. And when we look at their ads, you can see from the company all sorts of personification. If you think uh, trucks, 
you're uh, especially like American trucks, you're going to see toughness and strength. Everything's going to kind of look like it should be uh, applied to a lumberjack or somebody who welds or somebody really tough who would step into an octagon and take you on in a fight. The contrast is going to be really punchy. Uh, the colors very uh, metallic driven. Now I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And that's the point of this is that there are other car companies say take Kia who then has um, they've got mascots and they're fun. You could look at some VW ads and they use humor. You're not going to see humor in a truck ad and you're not going to see mascots in a truck ad. And so these become extensions of the personality of the brand. All of these things have been very carefully crafted so that when they do their spending on their visual branding, their imagery is always going to align with their brand story. So for you, the number one thing that you can do for your brand is decide what the personality of your brand is. So yeah, you might be fun as a brand. You might have an over-the-top personality, and that's awesome. And that means that, yes, you can show that in your social media. But if your brand is not about over-the-top personality, isn't about a sense of humor, you're going to be going slightly askew when you put in your social feed things that are humorous because you think they might attract attention. But you know what? You're being inconsistent with your brand message. And if we're only going to reach people... You know, in some cases, uh, once every couple of days, the more consistent you are with your brand message, the more they're going to understand the personality. The personality is, of course, really important. When your audience sees your brand as a personality, something that can be trusted with consistency, they're going to apply the feelings of a person to that. And what kind of feelings do we have for our friends who are consistently good people? We trust them with our money, our time, our family, our health, and of course, our future. So yes, of course, you're going with consistency because you want to have a consistent message. But really, the goal of what you're doing is to try and create a personality and the more consistent you are with presenting that same personality, the more your audience can be attracted to the personification of your brand. So number one, write down all the positive attributes of your brand, all the things that would have a personality if your brand was a person, and get it down to a super important top five. This brings us to number two, the number two thing you can do to stay on brand in your social feed. You're going to take that top five list and you're going to make sure that those five attributes show up in every post. Now, let me clarify that, that they don't actually have to physically show up in every post, but you don't want something that goes against those five things. Again, this is where possibly humor comes in. If humor, it doesn't make your top five, be very careful with humor. And in fact, always be very careful with humor. Humor is really hard to get right. Now, I'm going to tell you as a photographer and somebody who shoots images for brands that it's even hard for me 
to get these top five things right, especially when they haven't been codified. I am 100% guilty of working with brands and getting excited about cool shots because they look fantastic. And then when they get submitted and everybody sits down around that table and they start looking at them and they'll go, you know what, this is off brand. I'm just like, what? That's my favorite photo. How would you not go with that? You know what, they're making the right decision. They're looking at their list of top five, or they know at this point they're top five so well that they know that we have missed being on brand. This is going to be super important if you're taking your own images or even when you hire a photographer that is going to be taking images for you that you'll use in social and on your website. You're going to want to have your top five codified and look at that list. Present the photographer with that list before you shoot. And then when you're culling through the images, look at those images through the eyes of the top five personality that you're looking at. You'll notice at this point that I haven't talked about color composition, logos, all the things that we think of with visual branding. This all comes before your visual branding. This is part of your pre-production. And coming from a music background and also kind of a film background, I can tell you for sure because we've all seen it. You know when you're watching a favorite TV show and there's an episode that just doesn't cut it? It was because they didn't get it right generally in the story. From from the writing, there was a fail right from the get-go. And then everybody has to go through the production work on the production, put it out, and the writing was a fail. Pre-production is where it's at. So number one, you've got your top five. Number two, you're looking at that top five to cull and shortlist everything that you put out. That brings us to number three. The number three way that you can stay on brand on your social feed is actually about visuals on this one. And this is about coming up with a look. And man, this is really hard to talk about in a podcast. But what is a look? For me, a look is about some level of consistency. Uh, This can be consistency of color, uh, consistency of lighting. Uh, The other word for that is luminosity. How do you come across those? Well, you want to find a through line in the color. If you think about the super successful brands that are out there, and you know a bunch of them, the ones that come to mind for me in terms of consistency, Home Depot. Home Depot, everything is orange. If they're involved in something, it's orange. Ferrari, if they're involved in something, it's red. Starbucks, if they're involved with something, it is green. It doesn't matter where you go. You even know that green at this point. They are super consistent with their color. And I promise you that they have some really super talented designers on all of those teams, yet they stick with the same fonts and the same color. Now, this doesn't mean that you don't have the opportunity to rebrand at some point. If you feel that you are not on the right target, if if you've got something that you feel that you want to change every couple of weeks because you get bored with it, well, you got you got some issues you've got to deal with in your branding. You want to look for a visual hit. A lifetime ago, when I worked in music, my manager was a guy named Doug Bennett, who 
Canadians might, older Canadians now, <laughs> might know as Doug from Doug and the Slugs. I got signed to a label in Canada uh, with Doug, and he was managing me at the time before I moved to the U.S. And I remember we were sitting down going through songs that had been pitched to us. Uh, so we're looking for hits. And I found some stuff that I liked, and Doug said to me, Alec, if you have a hit, you are going to be doing this for the rest of your life. Choose wisely. I didn't realize at the time that that conversation would come up again and again in my life. And it's now a much bigger deal in visual branding than it ever was in music. You want to look for something that you're proud of feels right. I have a whole course on how to choose that at yourvisualbrand.com. But the one thing I can tell you for sure is whatever you're going with, you want to stick with consistency because you are not in front of eyeballs, everybody else's eyeballs, your audience, you're not in front of them all the time. We have to see the same thing all the time. And so we get bored of it. We might want to make a change. But for the other people, they're not seeing it with anywhere near the consistency that we might believe they are. So do your best to find a hit. It matters less whether you've found a hit and way more about whether you're consistent. So you're going to be consistent about your color. You're going to be consistent about your fonts. All of the things that I've mentioned in this episode are super, super basic. There's no incredible insight aha moments where you're going to go, wow, that never occurred to me. I have all sorts of aha things to pass along. What I wanted to go over today was the foundations. These are your basics. This is the place that you want to start. And if you work here with consistency from number one, choosing the personality traits of your brand, turning it into a, a top five list, culling all your images based on that top five list, and then being consistent with your brand imagery of, you know, go ahead and put that logo, use the same fonts, and make sure it applies to those top five personality traits, you're going to be on track for transmitting your brand to your audience as a personality that then they can do the personification building on. They can decide that they like your brand as a person. Your brand becomes their friend and you have a customer for life. I have a fantastic course on visual branding that will teach you everything you need to know to raise the bar on the effectiveness of telling your brand story and, of course, make more money. You'll find that at yourvisualbrand.com. It's currently on its first sale ever. It's currently 25% off. And today, if you enter in the coupon code YVBPODCAST, all in caps, I'll add another 10% off. And please reach out to me and let me know how it's improving your business. I'm loving hearing stories like that. And it also helps me to help other people. If you're getting something from this podcast, please do me a huge favor and go ahead and leave a review with five gold stars. That would be super awesome. And if you've got some friends that are in business that would benefit from learning more about visual branding, man, pass this along to them. I would sure appreciate that. This is my legacy project, and I really am here to try and make a difference. This week, be intentional 
about putting out posts of your top five for personality. I will be looking for your posts. Uh, Go ahead and tag me. I would love to check it out. Have a fantastic week and make the world a better, more beautiful place.